What? Uh, maybe because we haven't done this in a while. Yeah. Maybe maybe you've heard this podcast before, Dana. I don't know. Maybe you have. Three, two, one, go. <laughs> two, go. Hey, welcome back to Jasp. Hey, Wait, hey, hey, you remember that? You remember that funny commercial with that guy that you really liked? He died. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. All right, so we're back. We're back. That's like that's like 2020 in a nutshell, right there. You remember that cool thing you used to do? Yeah, yeah it died. Yeah, it died. <laughs> you can't do it anymore. You can't do it anymore. Remember when you could get uh, with other people into a room and do things? No. Yeah. You mean like we did at Jared's last month? Shh, 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 shh. That's on the download. What? That was, what? That was a, the what? theoretical thing. Theoretical thing? Hey, big brother. Stuck my balls in the garden. Jesus. <laughs> I've got balls of steel. I'm just watching the That's playback right. on Jared's screen and all of a sudden it's like <laughs> solid black. <laughs> I'm actually sitting two feet from my mic right now. Well, yeah, you're you're still. I, I, I I'm trying to make sure but when that we I sound get close easy. like this, then it's like me. <laughs> yeah, you basically max out the channel <laughs> forever. Are we gonna? Are we actually going to start? Or yeah, are we we're not going to do it's, it. This is jazz. I know. Don't but, you, like. Are we gonna usually? Get on we, a topic? Usually, we would have a sound bite that goes something along the lines of "Where we're going, we huh? don't need rails." But you That's know, right. whatever. It'll be there. And that soundbite was you, so you just did it. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> oh, that's right. That was me. <laughs> There's another one. Where is it? My curiosity is killing me just like a cat would be killed. By the curiosity. curiosity. Yeah. yeah. I just pooped myself. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, so freaking loud. I know. Sorry. <laughs> He was testing the soundboard. I, I wanted to see if the soundboard would actually work, which it I does. Feel like, I, feel like every time, I feel like every time a clip of Macho Man is played, a little bit of cocaine disappears from somewhere on the planet. <laughs> what are we talking about tonight? Uh, tonight's discussion topics are season two of The Boys mm-hmm. and season two of The Mando, Lorian. The Mando. <laughs> Head for and for Mando, Mando, Mando. So you want to start with the boys? So I, I was actually going to start with the boys. Mainly, go for it. Mainly because I'm Let's the one who hated that. the first season, and mm-hmm. I actually like the Wait. second season. Ooh, interesting. Now, part of that's because that, that I knew what to expect. Where the first season was a letdown to me because I. You kept waiting for heroes to be I heroes. I kept waiting for heroes to be heroes, and it, they never that never <laughs> happens. So yeah. I came into That's season a two. show entirely. I came into season two already not having very high expectations, and the story was actually, I feel like it was better in a lot of ways, and it flowed better than the first season. Mm. Um, and I definitely like, definitely like where it went. There are still no redeeming characters at all. They all have moments where you might think they're going to be redeeming characters, and then they just <laughs> later. I think that's the charm of the show, though. That's the whole point. Like, there's that's been what a pissed of me shows. off about the first season. But like I said, now that I know what to expect, yeah. I could I could watch it and enjoy it. And the story went in such a way where it made me interested in wanting, what they were doing, whether or not they're all asshats or not. <laughs> so, yeah, I will say I like it. I like where it ended. And I really want to see where they go with season three. 
But I, I have something. I You know, where they go is season three. They kind of wrote themselves into a corner. At some point, you're going to have to give Homelander a win. Because you spend, like, most of the first season just absolutely despising Homelander. And then throughout that first season, you start to realize it comes very apparent very quickly that there are no good guys, right? Like, even even What's-Her-Name doesn't stay good and decent very long. Even she gets tarnished and starts doing some shady things. And then you get to season two, and then you get even worse people show up. And it, it, it kind of feels like towards the end there, I, I found myself very reluctantly having a tiny bit of sympathy for Homelander. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. <clears throat> yeah. oh, I didn't expect that. I will agree with you at one at one point. I can't even remember what episode, but it's when he's sitting down and having like the one-on-one with his son and explaining how he grew up. And like he goes in, he goes through that entire dialogue and at the end of it, I'm like, you just made me like him for a second. And then he immediately turns around and does something <laughs> shitty. And I'm like, yep, there he is. Never mind. <laughs> I mean, regardless, one thing that I love, absolutely love about this show, um, and simultaneously love and also also hate the mirror that it portrays. You know what I mean? Like, it's it seems more real to me in the sense that, okay, not every superhero would just be a monstrous person, but... Let's be let's be very honest here. In, in in today's world, a majority of them probably would be horrible, horrible people. Mm-hmm. Like if if you uh-huh. had just completely unchecked and unfettered power like that, it's yeah. I mean, it's yes. that is more believable than everybody being virtuous. I mean, Marvel does it to an extent. They all have their own demons and things they wrestle with. Like there's there's always kind of like that Shakespearean tragedy with any hero, but. In the boys, it, it, it takes the romantic Shakespearean tragedy out of the equation. It's just like, no, we're just god-awful human beings that have superpowers. Um, and it, it just makes it a much more visceral show. And I don't know, man. I found myself thinking, like, that one scene where they're going off on Homelander when he's talking to all the protesters and he just, like, envisions himself just mowing them down. Yeah. That's, that's kind of where I started... Don't get me wrong. He's there's there's nothing redeeming about him, but it was kind of in that moment when he didn't do that that you kind of start realizing like this dude is, as far as we know in the show right now, it'll it'll be interesting to see what the Congress lady comes to be in in next season because she might be even more OP than Homelander. But up until that point, Homelander, from what we know, is the most powerful entity in that world, yeah. and just the constant restraint and animosity. Like, I don't know. I, I, I honestly did start finding myself thinking that none of them are redeemable, but that he needs a win. Mm-hmm. I was actually, I knew it was going to end up being like him imagining it, but when he was on the stage and it just lit everyone up, and, and then it flashes back to him thinking about the fact that he was just thinking about doing that. Yeah. I was like, eh. I mean, it showed he had a little bit of restraint at that point in the show, but I could see everything that happened to him throughout the entire show. You see it, you see him slip farther and farther. Yeah. I mean, his restraint wasn't because it's the right thing to do. It was because it would make him look bad. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. I mean, Xavier can kill every human on Earth with a thought. 
mm-hmm. and doesn't. So it's not power. I was actually disappointed in that scene that he didn't kill all those people because I wanted him to be full on heel and the world know about it. Oh, I bought into like, it. That, I thought it was real. That's that's the story that I want to see. So, yeah. well, really which the is only thing which I'm is looking forward to in season three. And I agree with that point wholeheartedly, which is why when he didn't do that, it's kind of, I don't know. It's just, I was a little disappointed. I'm not, I'm not defending him in any way, shape or form. Like, like I said, I make make it abundantly clear. Everybody in that show, they're, they're all awful. And I, I love and hate shows like that. Like they're, they're exhausting to watch, but they're also entertaining in a way like breaking bad was like that. You get to a point where literally nobody in that show. Yeah has any redeeming qualities and it's just it's kind of exhausting to watch but it's still good yeah our 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 good guys are the anti-heroes in the boys and they are not good guys they are very no. anti-heroes. Not good boys they're just trying to take out the the, the worst of the worst it's I, I started to like some of those characters a little more like they started adding a little more depth to them like um what's his name had uh, ocd and i thought that was really funny that was hilarious. Yeah. Um, Mother's milk. And uh, yeah, and of course butcher. I mean, he's he's somewhat charming in his you know absolute crudeness to life, but in the way still he, like these are horrible people. The way he interacts with his wife is completely different than the way he interacts with everyone else in the world. Yeah, because yeah. she's the only thing that he actually cares about. It is going to be interesting to see what direction they go in season three. Somebody already mentioned it because going into season three, we don't know how the Congresswoman let reveal at the end that oh, she was yeah. the one who did that. Did anybody see that coming? Because I no. didn't. No, no. That's I actually surprised not. me. No. Yeah. I didn't see that. <clears throat> no, I was. But it was a wonderful to... setup for the next season, though. I didn't even assume that it was somebody using powers. I, I'm the same as Adam. I thought that it was the corporation had something built in to all these people to take them out if they started to go against the corporation. Mm, that's a good way. To... Yeah, like they were poisoning their water and, you know, with something or it, just any mm-hmm. any number of sci-fi things you can do to achieve see, that. See, I that's think what it would be somebody church... just blinking and then go, what? Yeah. <laughs> see, that's what I thought the church oh. was doing every time they offered a fresca to someone. <laughs> oh yeah! Was, wow. was, was, poisoning, was, so was poisoning, poisoning them or doing something <laughs> weird like it was a mind control? Would you like a fresca? Because like that, every that time was... they talked to somebody, it was would you like a fresca? <laughs> it was so bizarre, dude. Like I don't know, I don't know how much money fresca paid for that. If they had to, like whatever, like that was the most like odd and uncomfortable. It was. It just made it. It was a, a very weird level of just oddness and uncomfortable it just made things uncomfortable what's the name of the guy weird. that's in oh, yeah. the, the lead of the church what was his name remember. with his accent the, would you like a the, char- the character name yeah or the actor the character um you mentioned fresca reminds me of the whole story arc with the deep in season two which i thought was really fascinating that it yeah. seemed like he really was yeah. trying to be better and make up for Mm-hmm. All of his sins. No. But he just kept getting stuck, and he was like, I, I can't do it. And it's just like, it, that was interesting. Yeah, he sure slipped back into his old habits there toward the end of the season, didn't he? Yeah. Where you're actually almost pulling for the guy for a while. You're like, okay, well, he's learned his lessons. And the, oh, no, no, he hasn't. Never mind. Yeah. Well, that's the interesting thing about the show is, like, every time that they 
any character starts to have any kind of redeeming moment or any time you start to be like, okay, maybe I can care about it. It's just like, yoink. <laughs> yoink. I don't know if it's I'm just getting old or what, but like that's just not doing it for me anymore as far as, you know, stories go. It's just like, come on, man. So I, I happily watch this show for the podcast to talk about it because it's interesting. But like I watched House of Cards and it was just like that was so hard to watch at times. Well, it's it's like it's, you were saying, it's, Joe. Because it's not, it's it's not fiction. People at their worst. <laughs> yeah. Entertainment should not be exhausting. <laughs> well, that I, I was saying at the... Uh... I don't remember if I put it in our actual like group chat or if I just sent a message to Adam, but those first two or three episodes of season two, like I, I almost stopped watching it. It was just so dark and so depressing and so just ugh. Like I, I almost yeah. didn't make it through the season to be perfectly honest. I think around like the halfway through the third episode, it turned around and started picking up, but initially, it it was not yeah, the stuff, the stuff getting my attention. Homelander, and he's trying to take that that um what's her name's kid and just like push her out of his life and it's just like my god it's so depressing yeah yeah i hope i hope season three has got something in it to be you know something redeemable maybe i don't think it will probably not (laughs) so so i mean i i can't remember when boys actually released it was last year and fall of last year right yeah yeah that sounds right so I mean, just for just for the view, just for the listeners, I didn't watch it until Monday of this week because I really because how how much I despise season one, I didn't even want to touch it. <laughs> and I'm yeah. I'm I was happy that like I could watch it watch it now and at least knowing what to expect, I could enjoy it, even if there still is nothing redeemable about any of the characters. So I mean, yeah. I want to. I, I want to see where season three goes. I'm not expecting anything more than what season two was, no. at least for the quality and the the character re- redeemability. But I, I, I'd like to see where they go with it, especially now that they threw that reveal of the senator in, because that definitely was a cliffhanger enough that was like, "Whoa, where the hell is this going?" Because <laughs> I thought yeah. it was the chick who got out of the mental institute mm. initially, oh. because she could just she could have been standing outside the window and just clinched her hand yeah and was blowing up people's heads i thought that i thought it was her initially because they just got off that story she was just blowing up entire people (laughs) yes that's true well see that's that's the interesting thing too to keep in mind and that's something that they could absolutely introduce in season three as well is clearly certain people have similar superpowers because of the way that they're injected in them for lack of a better word like the the way it's put into their genes. So, I mean, there might even be another Homelander level person that's introduced in the next season. I I think that they, just for sheer shock value, I can't help but think my projection is they're going to end up turning this around and, and having Homelander be the would be God awful quote unquote hero. I mean, it's really the only like they, they've kind of written themselves into oh, a corner. Not. Otherwise, I mean, because otherwise, what are they going to do? It's going to be a third season of the same thing. I mean, you know, we we got some closure with Butcher and his family. We well, we know about the kid. We you know the the Nazi lady is not dead, but you know she's toast. Crazy. They could do a time jump where the kid is older. Mm. That's true. They could. 
and he's now the hero. Because I, I mean, obviously, the only he, redeemable character becomes the son. Well, the thing, the thing yeah. that I'm trying to figure out though, is from what I gather, unless I completely missed the point of that show, the reason that that kid is so special is he's natural born. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't think that they didn't mess with his genes. No, like he's, his powers are naturally acquired because Homelander, you know, raping his mom, but, and he seems to be already at his young age. I mean, hell, he even pushed Homelander on his ass a cup like that one time. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely <laughs> not trained, but he has. He definitely now knows right. he has access to his powers. So. And he and he overpowered both of the two, as we know so far, right. most powerful people in the show. True, so. right. Maybe yeah, that'll be the direction they go in season they're three. Definitely teasing that he can have better, greater powers than both than than any of them. But then again, we've had that tease before. Remember that Superman movie where yeah. boy pushes the piano and then nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's adrenaline. <laughs> I don't think that Homelander will redeem himself in any way but i think the others like uh i mean there's still a chance that uh the deep could and we're already seeing that um mave is starting to do starting to be good instead of just going along with all the misdeeds of the seven well that's that's what i'm saying i don't think they're going to redeem themselves i think that the shift is going to be they're going to be going against Voss or Vox or whatever. Right. It's that's called. what I mean. Yeah. When I say redemption, I mean like they're not going to. She's not going to just abide by the evil things that the the other members of the Seven do. She's actually going to yeah. take a stand against it. So they've all got things in their past that are very, <laughs> very serious matters that uh, you you can't just you can't just do a complete 180 and, and suddenly be, oh, I'm fully redeemed. You know, you've, you've, you've done some screwy stuff in your life, but you can try and make up for it by doing good. I'm also still waiting for the for the revelation that uh, Giancarlo Esposito has powers as well. That yeah, this, you know, when you were talking about the, the uh, senator lady Stan um, using her powers, I thought that it was going to re- be revealed that he was the one behind everything using some sort of like mental powers or something. Let me put it this way. that That's such the cookie-cutter avenue that it would go that I will actually be surprised and respect the show even more if they don't. Yeah. If he doesn't end up having some kind of ridiculous power. Right? Like, I don't know. Yeah. That dude's killing it, though, man. He's getting... Both the shows we're talking to about today, he's got yeah. major roles in. <laughs> and not only that, but he's also... Uh, they're coming the out villain, with Far man. Cry 6, and he's the uh, the antagonist in Far Cry oh, 6. Yeah. Is he? That's cool. Yeah. We'll call this the Esposito episode. There we go. <laughs> episode Giancarlo Esposito. <laughs> Los Poyos Hermanos. God, he's such a phenomenal ding, actor, ding, though. Ding, ding, yeah. ding. He has that, ding, ding, he has that ding, gift to just, like, very cool, very calmly, very collectively just be evil. Yeah. And quite honestly, I've not really seen that in an actor since seeing Michael Keaton back in the day do the couple of like awful, like evil roles that he did. He's another dude that can pull that off where it's it's not like overacted. It's just like this subtle delivery and you're just it's yeah. ice cold. It's amazing. He is. A, he is a wonderful villain. I'm, I'm not sure if he could ever play a good guy, though. No, not anymore. Just, Even if he ever and could, I only say that because I've never seen it. 
And Michael Keaton yeah. has played good guys before. Very charming people. So yeah, we'll see. Hopefully. Yeah. The problem with Hollywood is they typecast the crap out of people. So sure. Yeah. I mean, it's it's good because, you know, it gives you lots of work. And he's obviously got lots of work in the last few years. I don't know. I'm not. But, I'm obviously not an actor and don't know anything about acting. But I think that it would be more difficult to play a convincing villain than it would be to play a hero. I, I feel like you would have to have a hell of a lot more acting chops to play a good, a good convincing villain. Yeah, that's also writing too. Villains cool. are much harder to write than good guys. Uh, it yes. looks like they are filming season three sometime shortly in Toronto. So. When it cool. will actually come out, who knows? Sweet. Yeah. I'm just looking through his IMDb Espositos, and I'm just trying to see if there's anywhere where he played a well-known hero, and I'm not seeing it. <laughs> He's done a lot of voice yeah, he... work of, of heroes on cartoons and stuff. Um, and then he's done a lot of villains in voice work too. So, but yeah, in live action, I don't see any. I don't see anything where he actually played like the good guy yeah he voiced the phantom blot in the new ducktales yeah that's funny yeah you, you can you can hear it when you watch that episode he's he apparently been... also did the voice of lex luther and harley quinn yeah he's been in a lot of different wow. tv series but like one and two episodes you know in each one except for a few yeah i just don't he's been in a bunch of law and order episodes but uh, I, when you said that, when you said that he he only plays the villain, I was like, well, surely he's been a good guy in something. And I'm sitting there trying to rack my brain. I couldn't <laughs> think of anything. I was like, I'm going to look on yeah. IMDb. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I couldn't think of anything. But no, Which is it, fine. I'll take that gig. Yeah, no, he's got that kind of, like, just that glassy, like, just his face is just completely deadpan, but there's this seething rage sometimes underneath it. And when he talks, he, he kind he of He reminds lets it me out a lot of... He reminds me a lot of Christoph Waltz. Yeah, like they have yeah. a very, a very yeah. similar delivery in their their acting. He can be chops, very pleasant sure. on the surface, but then something like just flips that little switch, and he'll just go nuts. You know, and just be like, yeah. it's like, not nuts, not like crazy. You know, out of control, but just like this, this complete psychopath. You know, just, uh, just evil, calm, evil. You know, creepy. You just sit there and go, oh man, this dude's bad. Yes. Wait, did you think of the um before we go on, what did you think of the big um the big battle in the last episode? The girl battle? Yeah, we actually got somewhat of a payoff where the bad guy, you know, gets their come up and or at least one of them does. Oh, Stormfront. Oh, where yeah. where Annie, Stormfront. Annie and uh Yeah, Annie and Maeve. Annie, Annie and Maeve and fight Stormfront. That was actually a pretty girl. badass scene. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty cool. I didn't realize I like that, that the Asian girl had a healing factor. Oh, she's she's like, she, she just like knocked her flat, like splat, you know, and you're just like, oh, well, she's dead. And then you see her like get up and her bones are healing and she gets up and joins the fight again. I was like, oh, I'll give her some claws. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that character has been taken. <laughs> Not in that show. She's got the, like, she's got super strength though, plus the healing factor. So that's kind of interesting well i mean again these are all based off of well yeah pretty I mean, pretty well known which i think is great i i love that they did that 
Yeah. I think that only adds I think that only adds to the show. If they came up with completely new unrecognizable like I I love that there's very direct correlations between other well-known superheroes for the show. I think that plays very well. Yeah. And I'm sure that Amazon and Disney's lawyers had a field day with it for a little while. <laughs> well, and I, I think it's, I honestly think that was in, I think that was intentional. Yeah. It yes. was a, it was it Absolutely. was a, it was a play on satire at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Plus, you know, the the comic books or uh, comic book heroes have been done for so long that all the archetypes have been done. So at some point you're just going to be like, "Oh, well that's a rehash of this character and that's a rehash of that character." So what? I mean, what else, what other powers are they come up with? I can control paper. Well, that's not exciting. Oh, you want to bet? <laughs> I'll tell yeah. you what paper cuts tell me it's paper not cuts. exciting. Yeah, oh boy. I, I get I get what you're saying, Dana, but I mean, it's this is freaking this is justice league i mean it's yeah. character per that's character. what i mean you, you, like, it's it's not just random let's pick this guy let's pick that guy like it is the justice league yeah that's why I mean, you can't fault them for for doing that either because you know it's a no. it's interesting i, I actually find it more interesting yeah so Mando, 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 they're saving the franchise. Let's put it that way. Hey, you know, we've had this conversation while not being recorded many, many times. And, you know, I would be very, very happy um, if they pared it down to, like, I don't know, one or two major movie releases a year and transfer a lot of stuff into this show format. You just you get so much more depth and so much more story. Yeah. I don't even yeah, want that I, many movies a year. How about one movie every three or four years? Uh, you know that. what? I will go one more. I will say no Star Wars movies ever again. I've <laughs> I've literally come to a realization watching Mandalorian season two that I enjoy long form storytelling. Yeah. And movies can't do it anymore. They just freaking can't. There's so the much last... in the Star Wars universe to explore. There's there's so much. Like I recently just saw 1917, and I'm using this as an example because the story time that that movie is put in is like 12 hours. Yeah. It and focuses it is, around one simple event. Yeah. It's it's so small. And like Rogue One is amazing because it's about a few people doing one thing. Yeah. And, you know, it's like if, if a movie is pared down so much, it can be, I think it could still be a good avenue for storytelling. But... Star Wars just is not that anymore. It's gotten so big, yeah, and so deep. And you're just like, you need a way to t tell that story. Books are amazing. Comic books, any kind of TV series, I'm fine with. But movies, like, you're just not gonna be able to do it. I agree. Agreed. Can you yeah. imagine if they took Episode Four and turned it into like a season long story? Dear, dear God, 
And in the It'd season would cover, you know, because in the movie you've got Luke Skywalker doesn't realize that he's got Jedi powers. And then two hours later he's fighting the most powerful Jedi in history. So it's like, uh, yeah, I mean, they kind of moved that along. So can you imagine if they turned that into a season long storyline? Well, yeah. even if you or think about more. like, even if you think about the, the, the most recent trilogy, which I know you don't like thinking about it and you wish it didn't exist. And I, a lot of people agree with that, but like the some of the biggest, some of the biggest no. faults Somebody. with that trilogy could have been yep. alleviated or not as glaring if the story was able to have been fleshed out better. Obviously, yeah. there were some very, very big problems with the writing that would never go away unless the writing was changed. And and yeah. we've gone over that. I'm not going to continue to beat that dead horse. But a lot of yeah, the shortcomings please. of that series, having rewatched it, I really think other than just piss poor decision making in the writing room, what that what that trilogy suffered from is something that would be and is alleviated by doing this format with season long mm -hmm. episodes, like one hour, 30 to 30 minutes to an hour long episodic seasons. Like it, yeah. it just makes perfect sense from a storytelling perspective. You can get so much more in there. Yep. But, but even the style of episodes that Mandalorian does, they're not, uh, you know, soap it's, operas. It's very formulaic. People over here doing things. People do over here doing things. People are, no, it's Mando starts the episode. Somebody's got a problem. He answers the problem. Right. And by the end, there's a twist that leads into the next episode. Right. And that's every it's, freaking episode. And it's beautiful. It's a very simple well, it's, formula. It's beautiful. And people like us love it because yeah, I guarantee we grew up on. Any, anybody that's a gamer would love it. It loves that. Like, yeah. Dude, oh, yeah. You got but your main TV story was episodic, so every like every that. week you get to go do a side quest and I like you know, I love it. Yeah. It's fantastic. And along the way they introduce new side characters that eventually, you know, make a comeback later in the season for the big, you know, climax storyline. Man, speaking of making a comeback and climax storyline, that that scene where they're in the in the base and he's like, oh, yeah, I was there at Operation Cinder. And he just, like, he loses it and just shoots the dude right in the chest. That yeah. that was amazing. Yeah. Well, what what was it? I mean, can you name anything that wasn't amazing this season? Well, yeah, that's true. Do you want to talk about Baby Yoda committing genocide and everyone having a fit about non-fertilized eggs? <laughs> <laughs> Doing quotations. Sorry, you can't see that. People got so butthurt no, about you that. Know, I have a theory about that, that was, though. There was, was a couple really of articles. There was a couple of articles that I saw were that were claiming supposed outrage, and I can't help but wonder if that was another perfect example of those same rags that call themselves journalists and media thinking. You know, because it's just like back when uh, when the the trilogy first started, it like the, this apparent outrage at a black stormtrooper. Literally nobody I ever talked to in my personal life had yeah. any problems with no, Finn. Nobody cared. As a matter of fact, most people love Finn. Well, I, I, I well, just sometimes the, I wonder until how the last this, episode, but yeah, yeah. This this manufactured outrage. I I don't really know if it truly exists or if it's just convenient low hanging fruit writing. <laughs> yeah, I don't it's know. A combination but, of all those things, probably. <laughs> Nobody but, knows how yeah. to write. Things. I thought that episode was hilarious where he kept like 
that episode is a great example of the whole season. I mean, it's literally they just crash and try to find a way to get off that planet. And they're running from ice spiders the whole time. That's the whole oh, episode. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> ice spiders. It's ice spiders West. that were apparently designed for Empire Strikes Back. I'll throw in really? my little stuff that I know about this season as we go. Oh, that really? that ice spider was supposed to be fought on Dagobah. It was just a white spider. It wasn't an ice spider. But that design was designed back in '83, and they never used it. Oh, that's funny. So Filoni and Favreau found that, and they were like. Let's make some ice spiders, man. Planet of the ice spiders. <laughs> and then well, Filoni was in that episode. Speaking of Filoni and Favreau, the, the biggest thing about this is you can tell that this is a labor of love. It's yep. it's clearly it's clearly what happens when people that respect the story and respect the universe are are making a story out of it, right? Yeah. And yeah. I don't did did either one of you? I know Adam did because he's the one that had me told me that I should watch it, and I did, and it was fantastic. Did either one of you watch the gallery show on yes. uh, Disney Plus? Yes. Yeah. Did like, you it's just, did you see the one for season two? Oh no. no, no, I haven't seen season two yet. It's um, I would assume it's because of COVID. It's literally only one episode, and they just kind of meshed every episode together. Um, okay. So it's it's not quite as interesting from that aspect because those conversations around the table i really love yeah um but you still get a lot of really cool nuggets and see stuff like um the guy who um robert rodriguez i think is his name he's the one who directed the episode where boba fett like gets his armor back and becomes badass yes he apparently did that because he was like he's such a big boba fan and he didn't know that Boba would ever be back on screen ever again and he was like I'm just going to take my chance I'm just going to and it. make him be as badass as possible. Yeah. Not knowing that he was going to get a whole show later <laughs> which he is now working on. Rodriguez is, so that's cool for him. Also, awesome. you'll see him. He's the guy who like sits he's a director, he sits and plays guitar like in between seas and like it helps him think or something. It's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was really cool. If anyone hasn't seen the first season, definitely go see it. I, I mean, just listening to Filoni talk. Just listen. Yeah. The fact that they have six people directing basically every single episode is yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. Not the same. And I, I just same. think that's it's, it's just brilliant. Like, w- more heads are always better than one. And I don't know how often they did that in season two. It made it look like, you know... Dave and John was there as much as possible, and George showed up again once. And you know, but it was mainly one person each time. I think this time too. Peyton Reed, he's the guy who did Ant Man and Wasp, and he got to do the last episode. I don't, I don't want to necessarily jump to the last episode unless you guys want to. But <laughs> I, we, we, I'm fine with that. Since when That's... did we ever do things chronologically? <laughs> Dude, I, I will, I will readily and without hesitation admit that i i openly <laughs> cried at that last episode like, uh, yeah I, I was standing in my living room like tears coming out of my face like going oh my god oh my god oh my it was it was it was phenomenal i was good until uh r2d2 showed up 
And I, because yeah, of, because we, at that yeah, point, yeah, what I he was <laughs> I was standing. I was like, oh, it's Luke. That's so cool. That's awesome. And you don't expect R two to leave the ship and come in. And he has that moment with Baby Yoda, and I was just like, oh. <laughs> uh, R two does what he wants. Yeah, and those two characters may know each other. That's yeah. That's what I got. The feeling that I got I was like, oh, there's something here. That R2 and yeah. Grogu would know each other? Yeah. I mean, they would have been at the Jedi Temple at the same time. That's true. I I, I definitely cried, too. Um, and, you know, I was texting Joe and the guy saying, you know, Luke's going to have to be the person that Grogu is reaching out to. It's the yeah. only thing that makes sense. You cannot bring in... There are a handful of other Jedi out in the universe in this time. None of them make any sense. Like, it's got yeah. to be Luke. And everyone's like, oh, no, it can't be Luke. And, then the and I know, even I was doubting it. Like, they're not going to do it. But this is literally like a 30-year payoff, which yeah. is why you yeah. can go watch reaction videos on YouTube of grown men crying yeah. at just the sight of a guy walking around in a black robe with a green lightsaber. Yeah. And I yeah. fully did it myself. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, you have the the whole the heartwarming, you know, goodbye scene where he's like take your mask off thing yeah. and then no, you and start crying again <laughs> and that's why this whole thing like that's that's what i'm saying when you've got somebody like feloni involved in this project who is like the ultimate star wars fanboy like this this was a love letter to the yeah. fans yeah and you know feloni gets his paychecks from the mouse just like the rest of them so i'm sure he would never go on record and say it but i guarantee you when he watched the most recent trilogy, he was probably like, Fuck this, I need to fix this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he did. And we thank you for it, Dave. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, and that wasn't even his episode. The Ahsoka episode was his episode that he directed. Yeah. Which was a straight up samurai fight. <laughs> that was so badass, though. Dude, that Pescar uh, spear. Yeah. So freaking cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. The the woman, uh, the, the town leader or whatever. She mm -hmm. is apparently Jet Li's like daughter or something. Oh, oh wow! Okay. And she's done a lot of, like you know, that was her doing stuff, and she's done a lot of teaching in that style. Michael Bean I'm was like, her Whoa. general. Oh, so cool! So Terminator, you, you guys can all like throw me under the bus. That was the episode that I, unfortunately, you didn't I like. I came in. I came in with so much with with high expectations because they were finally doing a live action view Ahsoka. of Ahsoka and it was disappointing. Well, a lot she, of people have really, said like it. A lot I didn't of people like have it said that because she didn't portray the character the same way as they were used to in the animated series. But you have to remember well, why this, would she? this is exactly. this takes place <laughs> after all of her fellow Jedi have been wiped out, so she's obviously in a darker place. And well, dude, it's having watched Clone haven't. Wars and and seeing seeing the character progression from Clone Wars through Rebels, and then with the context of this being five years after Vader's dead, and you know she probably knows about that. She has to at least have felt, at the very least, if she doesn't have confirmation that you know she she felt, felt that it, yeah. disturbance in the Force, right? Like she knows, yeah. dude. I I loved that 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 she is she's very obviously like. Physically, mentally, and emotionally beaten down whenever she's on screen. Like, she's almost done. Yeah. And I personally yeah. 
would have been upset and pissed off had they done it where she's like unfazed and miss badass like dude it, knowing her story through clone wars through rebels and all the shit she's gone through and the people she's lost and the sacrifices she's had to make i think yeah. i think what's her name absolutely nailed it and i i, I honestly do not understand um the negativity towards that portrayal of ahsoka not nothing saying, nothing against saying, you, Jared, but I'm I just not don't saying get it. That I, I'm not saying that I, I'm negative about it. I'm just saying it was disappointing, in my opinion. That's uh, Ros- Rosario Dawson. Yeah, she's, a, she's awesome. She Okay, so I've watched Clone Wars. I've watched Rebels. Mm-hmm. She is a very agile character in fighting. Everything about her movements is extremely agile. Every sight scene in this episode was her literally feet planted, wax sword, wax sword, wax sword. There was no agility in that character. Even in the fight scene, like, with, even in the fight scene with I, her and the, the 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 town person, the town person had more agility than she did. And that's what bothers right. me is like I don't think she portrayed the character the way that. I'm not saying that she didn't that, that the weight well, of the I mean, character and the motion I, I get, that's I get fine. What you're saying, but... but there's also context to that, though. I mean, you've got to think she's one of the few remaining surviving Jedi. She's probably not used her powers for years and has been in hiding and probably, you know what I mean? It's not like she's living some lavish lifestyle where she gets to and see, beat up I... people constantly so i mean there's there's context to that as well but i would disagree with that based on how they portrayed her in rebels she wasn't but... hiding she was helping she was active you you're, didn't Jared, see her you're all right. the time but she was still there and she was active yeah that's true Do, let me add in that you guys are probably forgetting this is like 25 years after rebels even Ahsoka, who is an alien, is going to get a little bit older. She, like Joe's saying, she's not using that her skills every single day. She's mostly hiding and just looking for Thrawn and Ezra at this point. And she still looked pretty badass, so I was pretty happy with it. I'm wondering if they're going to bring Ezra into the fight. No, because Ahsoka like gets yeah. her own show, so that'll all be down oh, okay. there. Gotcha. I forgot that Ahsoka was getting a show. Well, I hope they'll do a better job with it, with her having her own show. But well, yeah, to, like Adam said, it's twenty-five years later and <laughs> kicked out of her her entire life. But it's also probably, it's yeah. also the same idea. Of... She's not stuck on an island and milking a giant sea thing and angry at everybody. And doing well, and that's that's what I'm saying. God. It's also the same idea that when we got when when we go into this this most current trilogy, the first one we're we have high expectations coming off of six and they definitely let everybody down on that. So it's the same idea. I have watched rebels. I have watched clone wars. I have seen this character progress and I have high expectations for that character when they bring her in in a live action form, they didn't live up to what I was expecting. Yeah. Well, that's fair. You might have to go back and watch some of the, uh, stuff in Rebels. She's certainly not as spry then as she was in Clone Wars. Well, I mean, I, I trust me, I, I know I'd, I know right before that episode I'd actually showed someone her in the Vader fight scene Yeah. in Rebels, and 
in comparison, now granted it's animated versus live action, she Which is, is definitely much different. she is definitely much more spry than she was in the live action. The fight scene you're talking about, are you talking about the one where Vader comes in standing on top of the tie Yes. Like, God, yeah. dude. Which is, is the most epic fight scene. <laughs> One of the when I was watching that show, I was just like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. I, I'm erect enough. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's the, yeah. I can only get so erect. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. That, exactly. that was a phenomenal scene. I mean, but even then overall as a, as with being the Mandalorian, that was just one one small letdown in a season that was overall above and beyond my expectations. That that's interesting because my expectations were pretty high for this season, knowing that we were going to see Boba Fett, we were going to see Ahsoka, and I was still pretty happy with how they portrayed. I mean, everyone in the show. So I will say. Speaking of the fact that Boba Fett was, I, I know we've talked about Boba Fett a couple times. I think they portrayed him better than they did Ahsoka. Like he lived up to like old Boba Fett, like old old clone Boba Fett lived up to the hype for him. I don't think they. I think they didn't do Ahsoka the same hype. Yeah, it's also a tease. She's yeah. She's older now, and she's also learned that yes. she doesn't have to dial her powers up to eleven. For- things so maybe it's that too you never know we've seen it done with old man kenobi with yoda you know i would just assume she's doing it too where older jedi know they can still go but they can't go for as long as they used to so they just wait until they absolutely need to Hmm. oh yeah like the the whole yoda in the prequels where he's yoda kane and then all of a sudden he has to fight the Emperor, and then he's... It's Yoda Kane. Yoda... Jackrabbit. Yeah, <laughs> Bouncing yeah. around right. everywhere. He's but only for, like, uh, only for like five minutes. Yoda yes, so. yeah. exactly. And, and But see, that's what I would... I, I would expect that. So, like, when she was initially fighting Mando and stuff like that, I could see them having her hold back. But when they get into the town and she's fighting the town lady, who's obviously agile... Maybe have her use a few moves. (laughs) Well, she has a whole series coming up, so maybe we'll see it. Hopefully. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I think it really is a tease to the series. Like, hey, here's Ahsoka. She looks cool. Let's move on. You know, come (laughs) see our show. I also love, speaking of that last episode again, I love that as soon as Moth saw the Jedi on the ship, he tried to friggin' deep throat his, uh, his gun. Yeah. Like, that was so awesome. I'm like his, the, the 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 again, the acting was just phenomenal. With he went from like being Mister cocky and arrogant to like Dude, immediately his it, face it, just got like, white. He yeah, yeah. he was convincing. Guys, put this in context terrified. though. Esposito has baby handcuffs on Grogu. He has the dark to the kids, the child's throat. He is fighting Mando tooth and nail with that thing. Yeah. And then he's overcome. And the second he sees them. that it's a single X-Wing, yeah. his yeah. eyes get bright and he's scared as crap. Right. 
He only tries to take his life when he realizes, oh, God, I'm, I'm done. I can't do anything in this situation. Yep. Well, I feel like, and you can speak more to this probably, Adam, but, or either one of you guys, really, because you know Star Wars than I do. Like, Moff Gideon would absolutely know who Luke is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Moff has got to be working for Palpatine. It's the only thing that makes sense. Oh, with the whole DNA and cloning thing, yes. yeah. I mean, I would, you can see threads of that throughout all of Star Wars, that Palpatine's always looking for a way to live longer somehow. So yeah. if he can somehow harness what makes Yoda live for 900 years, why wouldn't he? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And yeah, I don't think a lot of people would know who Luke is, but all the higher-ups of the Empire, they sure as hell would know. Yep. Yeah. And none of, none of the other people in that room had ever even seen a Jedi. They were still just that mythical being to them, you know? I mean, I guess you could say Mando saw Ahsoka, but even she wasn't a real Jedi anymore, so. Because Bo-Katan was like, oh, a Jedi? Oh, my gosh. Like, she had seen one, you know, like 30, 40 years earlier. So I was pr- I was pretty happy with that, <laughs> with everything they did with Luke. Like, I know the face CGI wasn't perfect, but I don't even freaking care. Yeah, it's it's CGI on a TV budget, so you're not exactly gonna get, you're not going to get it perfect. But the fact that they actually had Mark Hamill there, showing the guy who played him how to stand, how to act yeah, and... how how he would do the scene. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, apparently and they kept that under wraps for a year. <laughs> Yeah, like in today, really? That's phenomenal. Yeah, that is phenomenal. <laughs> and it was Hamill's voice. They just tried to like de-age it too. Was it? I thought they had a, hired a voice actor. No, he said it was him. How would they do? That's His awful. voice is so much deeper now than when he was younger. He is a voice actor. I know, Have you heard but... him do Luke like young Luke before? No, honestly. Yeah, I've I've heard him do it on like live stages and stuff. He'll be like, "Oh, hey, I get it." It's really funny. <laughs> yeah, but but I want to go to Tasi shit. <laughs> but with him, he smoked for so long. His voice is so husky or much husky now. Hus- much oh huskier. yeah, I'm uh, sure they had to work on it. Trust me. Yeah, and there's no way in hell they could do a whole series on that doing no. it that way. They would have to recast. No, Luke, I don't think which... we'll see Luke again. I really don't. And if we do, it'll be a very oh, I, short. I pray I mean, for like a freaking to. show. I would like to, but how do you do that well consistently? The guy who plays you, Bucky? You don't. You just recast because he looks Because he yeah. looks very much Sebastian like a young Luke. Sebastian Shaw Martin. does look like a young Luke. Yep. You, do, you can do the haircut or, you know, you know a little, bit of, Stan, little bit of makeup. Or what did I say? The, Sebastian Stan, Shaw? Stan? Yeah. So the... the <laughs> The the guy who actually was the fill in for that scene looks a lot like him too. Mm. But the the poster, the Mando season two poster, it almost looked like the guy who played Bucky on the poster. That's why I thought mm. they were going to use him as the stand-in. And then it was CGI, and I'm like, oh, well, okay, that's okay too. There's been a lot of rumors that that he could he could play that role. So who knows? No, he's, he's already busy. under contract. Yeah, with he's with, with he's with the mouse. So, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, uh, I've got I've got some uh, hot news about all that stuff. If you hot want news, so I'm pretty sure want... once you start working for the mouse, and you know, as an actor, I'm I'm pretty sure there's, you know, 
normal 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 casting and decision making stuff. Somebody they'll, they'll from bring in high, up, Mackie as high the up in Disney Wendell. will go up, just walk up to you and be like, "You're playing this part," <laughs> <laughs> and you just go, yes. "Okay, you got it." I'll say you guys don't have anything else. I no. mean, there's so much in Mando season two that's yeah. great. Every every single bit of it. It it is. So you just have to go. Like Bo Katan is the first one or one of the first characters to be like animated into live action with the same exact person being played. Like that's cool. So I think one of the coolest things about this show is that there's so much fan service and there's so much linking to the past and stuff that that current Star Wars fans already know about and they'll be like, oh, that's that's that and that's that and oh, there's Darksaber and hey, there's Bo-Katan and then, but then if you're like, like I was talking to my sister yesterday they're not familiar with Star Wars lore much at all um, and they wanted to watch it because they thought the girls would enjoy all the, you know, funny alien characters and things like that and you can, that's the thing you don't have to be a Star Wars fan to watch this series and appreciate it and be and like it in fact, if, if anything, it can get you involved more with Star Wars lore. You want to learn more about these people and, and the references. Oh, that they yeah. Make. So, and she said they watched the first, you know, I think two or three, four episodes of season one. And they kind of got out of it. They got into something else. And I said, go back to it because the kid, the, A, the kids are going to enjoy it. And you guys are going to like the story, especially once they get more involved with the Baby Yoda storyline. And uh, she says, well, they did like Baby Yoda. And she says, he needs to take his mask off more. And I was like, yeah, he does. <laughs> Maybe not as much as you would like in season one, but he does. does need to take it off more. Yeah. I said, you just have to remember, it's part of his, not religion, but it's part of his, his code that he doesn't take it off. And um, so for him to do it, it really means something. It's funny that you say it's fan service for fans, but also people who are not really big fans, which is something that J.J. Abrams said was impossible to do. Right. Well, that shows just, what he knows. Just throwing that off. <laughs> I don't even want to talk Cram, about Jar Jar Abrams. That. All right, so. <laughs> hot news. Ready for some hot news. Hot news. What? Lots of Star Wars, and basically this Mandalorian season was like, hey, you like these characters? We're making a show for everybody. Yeah. So, <laughs> Which I'm okay with, because again, long-form storytelling, I'm there for. <clears throat> so you're going to have you're gonna have the Boba Fett series, and you're going to have the Rangers, which is going to be Gina Carano's character, and... Uh, uh, dang it, I just lost his name. Creed. Um, Carl Weathers' character. And the uh, the the guy who had Boba Fett's armor, I think I think he'll be in it. You think so? Oh, the sheriff? Yeah. The marshal. You think he'll be in the uh, Rangers I series? I think he'll be in the Boba show. Oh, well, that's true too. And, he may, and hell, maybe both. There might knows? there might be some crossover. Right. I'm not sure. That's a show. There's they're making a a Bad Batch show, which is great. Oh yes, God, yes. <laughs> I've been wanting that. <laughs> is it going to be live action or animated? It's animated. Okay, good, good. Um, they're doing Mando season three, which nobody knows when that's going to come out because Boba Fett show is next, so that'll be. I heard amazing. Mando was next Christmas, but that could get moved. Uh, yeah. Knows. No, I think that's that's going to be that's going to stay on track. Uh, the Ahsoka one, which nobody knows when that's going to be. 
Um, but that's a Filoni and Favreau show, so. And it has the world in between worlds in the logo, so there you go. There's your answer to fixing anything in Star Wars that you do not like. <laughs> uh, Rangers of the New Republic. Yeah, that's... That's, that's yeah. the one you were talking The Cassian Andor show. The Obi-Wan show, which I think is starting to film soon. Now, which apparently this? has Hayden Christensen on it. So that'll be interesting. So it's young Obi-Wan. It's not like after... He no, it's, uh, it's, mid- it's on Tatooine middle-aged Obi-Wan. Well, then how is there? So, how is there in between three and four? Oh, okay. Um, there's a show called The Acolyte that looks like it's probably about some sort of Sith, and we have no idea what. So that'll be interesting. Is Hayden gonna play Darth Vader then? Well, I would assume so. That'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, I think he's James Earl Jones until called... he takes his helmet off. <laughs> well. And then he's, and then he's, he's Anakin again. There's, they're doing a movie called Rogue Squadron, so that'll be. Well, if they're, there, there's if your they're movie. Bringing, if they're bringing over in the whole Virgin Scatter, they can do whatever they want with Hayden, really. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I'm sorry, I love James Earl Jones. He's old now. I don't need him to do Vader anymore. The guy who voices him in Rebels, fantastic. Like. Just use him. What's his name? I I don't know. Gus McGuy voice dude. <laughs> Gus, Gus McGuy voice dude. Harvey Manfringensengen. Um, Winchesterson Town Wilsonville. <laughs> Burlinghoff Rasmussen. There's an untitled really like... Star Wars film that Taiki Wakiti's going to be doing. Wakiti! apparently... Uh, Lando show on Disney Plus. I don't know what that's going to be about. I mean Lando, but I don't know when. Old, young, whatever. It'll be Anthony Mackie. <laughs> oh, is it Lando or Lando's kid? He could be Lando's kid. I I don't know. There's not much known about most of these. <sighs> there's not much known there's about one, Lando. There's one called Star Wars Visions, which is basically like anime Star Wars movies. So I'm I'm not a big anime fan, so I don't know no. how that's going to be. And there's a show called A Droid Story. I don't I don't know. That's an animated one though. Oh. Um apparently Kevin Feige's getting a Star Wars film, so that's interesting. Feige. Feige. <laughs> this says that this says that Ryan Johnson's getting his own trilogy, so let's pray that's not Screw true. that crap. Uh, like needs, I the only trilogy that Ryan Johnson needs is three friggin' punches to the face. <laughs> punches to the nuts. All right, just so go, then the, the mouse announced all that crap. So my other hot news is all the stuff that Marvel announced. Yeah. Mm. Like, for the next four years, we basically know what's coming out. So yes, we've got WandaVision, which is currently playing, but not finished, so we'll do a podcast on that later. I do love that uh, they're releasing that weekly like Mando, so that's kind of like the water cooler show. You can you can digest yes. it for a week and try to figure I, out. I love that Prime and Disney do that. I really do. Yeah. Like, I don't even watch Netflix anymore. It's not necessarily <laughs> hey, because I'm, well, hey. most of it are, sorry, this, I'll stop. This is the way. This is the way. It is the way. <laughs> For, for old guys like us, it absolutely is the way. Release it weekly. I don't want to binge. 
Thank you. It depends um, on the story. Some shows you can binge. Um, oh, you can not, binge. I just don't lot. like doing it. There's not a lot to sit back and like reflect on. Like Twin Peaks is not a show that you binge. You need to you need to digest that. But um, the boys, you can you certainly you can, retain. You can binge watch the boys, but other the shows, boys. it's more meaningful, especially with quality of writing and and metaphor and you know, things like that. And you can sit back and think about it and talk to other people about it, and then watch the next one. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I said the person that's doing the writing for WandaVision is the person that's writing Captain Marvel 2. Okay. So having rewatched Captain Marvel a couple of times out of the theater, that's a solid and wonderful movie and that I've come to really, really like and enjoy. So, Yes, yeah. me too. Uh, the next movie we'll get, obviously, is Black Widow. That's soon. God, that's I've been I've, we've been waiting for that for what three a, years. I just saw a headline the other day <laughs> said they might delay it again. Yeah, no way. Well, I I don't I don't see how they would. That's crazy. I don't know why they. I mean, just just freaking release the thing. Who cares if you Surely, have to do it on HBO and they, other? They literally gave dates to all these things. Like, yeah, yeah. Doctor Strange two is is March twenty fifth of twenty two. Yeah, and it's apparently got. America Chavez in it, if you know what that character is. And, and Scarlet. Is that the is that the character's name, America Chavez? Yes. Who is this? <laughs> Who is this person? She's a Marvel character. Up. You'll have to look her up. You said Scarlet Witch is going to be in uh, Doctor. Yes. Interesting. That'll be that'll be cool to see how. I don't know how many seasons Wandavision is supposed to be. One uh, one season thing, but that'll be interesting to see how that leads up. Because didn't they I say ha- before? I have a feeling they they're going to... to link together somehow. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. didn't they already put a presser out saying that now that they have Disney Plus, that you know they're going to have more alignment between the shows? Oh yes, and yeah. the movies. Yeah. yeah. No, Feige. Feige said like if you thought they were intertwined before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like there's a Miss Marvel show. She's already in Captain Marvel too. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Which that's who she takes her name for. Anyway, so Doctor Strange is it's called Multiverse of Madness and it's by Sam Raimi. So you're going to get like a quality film. They're going to start bringing in the multiverse theory. It's literally anything goes, I think. So Alex is probably going to hate it because it already. Alex should love it because now it's going to everything's going to be more like the real comic books where there's just overlay on top of overlay. Sorry, I'm just pushing forward because there's so much to say. Go for it. Falcon Falcon and Winter Soldier is the next show. It's yes. apparently six episodes, but it's filmed like one movie. So, see, there you go. You can't go to the theater and watch a six, six and a half hour film. But you yeah. can spread it out over six weeks on Fridays. Mm-hmm. And I'm there for it. The next show is Loki. This is about uh, the Loki from Endgame that grabbed the... Tesseract. Tesseract yeah. and disappeared. Yeah. This is yeah. that Loki. So if you haven't seen the trailer, just go see it. Like I wasn't really excited for the show, and then I saw the trailer and I thought, okay, this looks cool. <laughs> well, it, it, he ends up going back and being like a police officer. Uh, there's it... lots of shenanigans, it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> shenanigans. Um, the What If show we've talked about before. Isn't that animated? Um, yes. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, the Shang Chi movie is coming up. That I'm is July ninth of this year, apparently. Uh, Miss Marvel is. Oh, that's a series. Why did I think that was a movie? Oh, that's cool. Um, that's apparently late this year on Disney Plus. Captain Marvel two, the Hawkeye series, which is about Kate Bishop. Yeah, he's been filming that. Um, I, I follow him on Instagram, and he's got all kinds of behind the scenes. Uh, pictures and little video clips of him teaching her how to shoot a bow and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. That's yeah. That's isn't that from the comics as well? Doesn't his daughter come? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. This says late twenty one. So sounds like Christmas. Sounds about right because they're filming yeah. it now. So yeah, everybody's filming everything now since so they're <laughs> allowed to. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, there's a She-Hulk series on Disney Plus. There's a Moon Knight series on Disney Plus. The She-Hulk series, those. actually, they announced. Well, they thought they everybody thought that they had announced the actress who was going to play Jennifer Walters, and then it was like a number of weeks later, she was like, "No, that's just a rumor." So I don't know what's going on with that one. Yeah, we'll see. I like that show because you never know what other superheroes could show up on that they have confirmed that mark ruffalo will be in it at some point so uh i'm talking about you know people who might need defending or she might be against yeah <clears throat> mr murdoch yeah <laughs> uh what else we got secret invasions is apparently gonna be a disney plus show uh that'll be interesting there's an iron heart series so that blows my theory about shiri out of the water why Ironheart? Uh, I don't. I don't know. Um, there, Don Cheadle is coming back as War Machine to do Armor Wars show, that apparently was a comic book. No, nice. I've heard of it. I've never read of it. But oh, you're that's mistaken. That's actually show. the Armor show. He's he's reviewing furniture. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I think uh, I think Rhodey could do that. He could review this armoire. <laughs> This is how it explodes, and he like armoire. throws it up in the air and shoots it. Armoire wars. <laughs> oh crap! Battle. What are you gonna do? Assemble a cabinet at them? <laughs> um, Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy three, and apparently yeah. they're going to have a holiday special taped. Taped. That's God, so well Guardians sad. holiday special. Yes, it's going to be a live-action holiday special. <laughs> Nobody knows when the hell that'll be. Oh, that's awesome. Because How are they going to do Groot? Says... <laughs> well, Groot will be the Christmas tree, obviously. <laughs> Groot is cosplaying um, as a Christmas tree. He won't be saying anything or doing anything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, Thor, Love, and Thunder. That's in May 6th of 2022. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Quantum Mania with Kang the Conqueror. <laughs> That's gonna be crazy. That's a mouthful. Good lord. Um, Black Panther two, and Fantastic Four. That's the whole list. My Fantastic God. Four. I'm really looking forward to because they screwed it up all the other three times that they've ever tried to do that. That show. Yeah, it's it's been a lot. The first one. Okay, I think we were discussing one... that in our chat thread where we like you don't have to do the origin. No, you don't. Just have Everybody them already it. be Fantastic Four. Yeah. It's kind of like with um, 
Hulk. They were just like, yeah, everybody knows how he became the Hulk. We don't need another origin story. Um, yeah, Sp- Spidey too. They Spidey, didn't do yeah. the, the curtain for Spidey, with and yeah. it's worked out pretty good. Yeah, because everybody knows. Oh, we got bit by a spider. I saw Spider-Man: Homecoming oh, three yeah. on the list too when I saw it online. Homecoming. 3. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Is that what the, it's the it? third Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Just Spider-Man. They're not calling Homecoming three. Dude, speaking are they? of which, I love this. I no. love that the second one ended with what's his face. That was so cool that he made a comeback to deliver the news. Yeah. What? Oh, James. Yeah. Uh, J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, that guy. No. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the story of that film. Is that's actually not my there's, a, there's a good comic so, book series based on that. You've seen the, the joking the. The funny meme going around. It's like, who's not in Spider Man's Uncle Ben? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's apparently his movie supposed to sort of tie in with Doctor Strange too. So, I mean, they're all in yeah. New York. The so. multiverse stuff. That's well, I mean, he's going to have to go off and do something. That's if why they got Tobey Maguire yeah. and, and Andrew Garfield coming back. Exactly. It'll be the multiverse Which stuff. Is... Yep. It'll that'll be, be good. That'll be interesting to see. Just out of curiosity, because we've had so many renditions of Spider-Man movies over the years, what, what, individually, one at a time, what is your, so far, what has been your favorite Spider-Man movie? And also, out of the three people portraying Spider-Man, who has been your favorite? Hmm. I think my favorite actor is Andrew Garfield. Um, really? I like, I like, um... Tom, is it Tom? Is, that Tom it? Holland. Tom Holland. Yeah. I can't be thinking Hiddleston. I'm like, no. Um, yeah, I like Tom they Holland. They are both British. I think he's really cool. And, and he definitely plays the the younger... He be- definitely plays a younger... He looks Peter. younger than he is. Let's put it that way. Yeah, the um, dude's like 22 years old, and he looks like he's 16. Yeah, he definitely can play a teenager still. Um, Andrew Garfield played a Spider-Man that was... He wasn't in school anymore, was he? He was pretty much done. Uh, he was still he was still kind of in high school at the very first one. Was he? Okay. Yeah. It didn't It didn't feel like he was old, young. Sorry. No, it no, didn't. It didn't. That's why I was thinking that he was older. But as far as the way he played that character, I, I thought they were a little more serious. Um, not that I yeah. think Spider-Man should always be more serious, but... Um, I really enjoyed those. Tobey Maguire, I liked him in the first Spider-Man, and then in the second one and the third one, I liked him less and less. And and I yeah. think that also had to do with a lot of the way it was written. I think Spider-Man, so Spider-Man 3 favorite, was a freaking train wreck. So you're saying that Andrew Garfield is your favorite Spider-Man? Yeah. Of the three? Yeah. As far as favorite movie, I would say my favorite movie is probably the very first one with Tobey Maguire because it was the first superhero movie that was actually done right wasn't done in this really super campy, you know, with poor effects and poor costumes and things like that. They really made it, they made him an, a person that you can identify with. Sam Raimi. Indeed. The, um, J.B. Fox plays Electro in Andrew Garfield's, was his second movie, I think? And apparently he's been recast and he's going to do the role again. Oh boy! For the next Spider-Man, <laughs> but Jamie Foxx said on Twitter, "So take it was his him, not just some dope." 
They said there won't be any blue lightning or whatever, so That's apparently good. it's going to be a, a different version. <laughs> but they're still going to use Jamie Foxx. I thought that was cool. That is pretty cool. He's a phenomenal actor. Yeah. An yeah, absolute just... nut job of a human being. Actor. <laughs> uh, most of them are. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. The 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 one with him where he was Electro, um, was that Amazing Spider-Man 2? How many did Andrew Garfield one. do? Two or three? He did just three. two, I think. Was it only two? I thought they both did three. Because... <laughs> Again, that was well, where they tried to have. Holland hasn't done three yet. Was it was Lizard in the one with Electro also? No, I thought that was the first one. Okay, all right. I need yeah, to go back Lizard and was watch the first him. one. It was Sand. It was Sandman. Sandman was in Spider Man Three the, with Tobey Maguire. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That was Tobey Maguire. That was the one where they tried yeah. to have too many villains. Because Sam yeah, Raimi yeah. did. Way Sam Raimi many. did not want to have Venom in Spider Man Three at all, and the studio made him do it. Speaking of yeah, Venom, but, yeah, give it time, give it time. What about Venom? Uh-oh. I bet, I bet. Oh, okay, I was just wondering because they they had like an excellent teaser there. You know, they Woody Harrelson is Carnage, and oh, and then nothing. You're asking when the next one is going to be? Yeah, or if there's any, even even any news about this one? Because I, I really, well, really, I, I just recently still... rewatched that again and love that movie is fucking great. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I, I think you'll see it. I think you'll see Tom Hardy's Venom in the MCU at some point. That would be cool. That's just my guess. To answer your question, Joe, I think I like Tobey Maguire, and the probably the second one with Doc Ock is probably my favorite one. That is um, a really good one. I really love Tom Holland, and both of his films have been great. He's he's so young in that. I don't know. There's something about Toby Choir that I always liked. Yeah. The thing I liked about Toby's Peter Parker was that when he's in school and he's Peter, he doesn't crack the wise jokes and he's he's kind of the introvert and gets picked on and all that stuff. And then when yeah. he puts on the Spider-Man suit and gets the powers, then he starts to come out of his shell and like cracking jokes and you know making fun of people and you know, getting back at them. You know. <laughs> Yelling at Bonesaw. Bonesaw is ready. <laughs> Mark Cocaine just left the world. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, Joe, Jared, I want to hear your answers. I kind of figured I was going to be the odd man out. Tom Holland. I, I totally see why. Yeah. I, Dude, I, you know, I, 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 I get I, your point about, like, that first Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire being the first, like, good superhero movie done right like 100% agree with that but I just man I, I just feel you know every now and then you see an actor that gets a role and you're that's the role that that actor was meant to play I really yeah well we could Tom go Hall. through the MCU oh, yeah. I mean Robert Tony well, yeah, Robert Downey exactly. Jr. Yeah. Chris Evans <laughs> yeah totally 100% but like Tom Holland man I just I don't know I it, it's for me it's the most believable high school aged kid um yeah and I just, I, all the elements of that film, you know, how he has his web shooters and how he's like really kind of bumbling and trying to learn. And he's not just automatically like super Spider-Man, you know what I mean? He's like, yeah. I don't know. I really, that's 100% unequivocally my favorite one of the movies and my favorite actor portraying Peter Parker. But the first one with, with, um, which one? Or the second one? <clears throat> 
The first one with Tom Holland. Okay. With Vulture. Yes. I mean Bird I mean Birdman. Birdman. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that, that's another reason why it was so good. I mean, what movie would I, I, I would be hard pressed to find a Michael Keaton movie that isn't good. Well, come on, we have to get a Sinister Six movie at some point now. Or another oh. Spider Man that's gonna be Sinister Six villains. Well, I mean, they did. They, that was a big cliffhanger in that movie that they, because he was in prison and he knows exactly who Spider Man is. Yep. Well, yeah. and he was talking to Scorpion about it. Yep. <laughs> Scorpion. Okay, I would have to say though, with my with my limited knowledge of superheroes, because I, I I didn't grow up reading the comics like a couple of you guys did, but just from my I. Spider-Man has the best rogues gallery, I think, of any <laughs> superhero. Yeah, he's I mean, he's, he's, he's up got there a lot for sure. I mean, if you're gonna say all comic books, I'll say Batman every day, all day, because his villains are fantastic. But Spider-Man for Marvel is probably the easiest. You know why? Because so many crackpots live in New York. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, and Jared? Obviously, you Gotham City too. Spider-Man question. I'm actually right there with you, Joe. Yeah. Now, nice. I will say the other two are... I don't know if I could put one after the other because I like both of them. Um, I will say that the Tobey Maguire ones agreed after, like, middle of two, that all went downhill. Two ended okay, but then the third one was just... <laughs> um, but Tobey Maguire's were really good. Um the amazing spider-man ones were good and different but i still like tom holland's spider-man the best i think he portrays the character the best he does portray the young the young version of peter parker perfectly yeah he definitely does all right guys well Mm -hmm. next time we will talk wonder woman yep yes sounds good deep 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 Later, taters. Later, laters. Later, laters. Bye. Bye.